Welcome to Her Extraordinary Life by Design, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I'm your host, Leslie Gaudet, self-care coach for women who are ready to make self-care a priority to support them in life and business. Every week, I'll be speaking with inspiring women from various walks of life who will share their personal journeys and will discover how they have fearlessly carved their own paths as business owners, passionately pursuing their dreams, and creating a meaningful impact on their communities. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome to Her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast. I'm really happy you're here today. I'm your host, Leslie, and today I'm going to be speaking with Christina Korn. Christina is a certified holistic business consultant, high sensory coach, and energy clearing practitioner. She helps highly sensitive online business owners to align their business with their unique personality, guiding them on a transformative journey that encompasses both their professional and personal well-being. Leveraging her background as an IT consultant and her own highly sensitive nature, Christina offers a unique perspective that helps clients cultivate a business environment that is not only energizing and well-structured, but also sustainable and personalized to respect the needs and values of her clients. I'm really looking forward to learning more about what she does. So welcome, Christina. It's great having you on the show today. Hi, Leslie. Thanks for having me here. I'm excited. Yes. Well, thank you so much. But before we get started, let's just talk a little bit about you. Tell us about who you are as a woman outside of the business that you run, and then we'll talk about your business. Okay. Yeah. That's an interesting question. So I'm a person that recently decided to be location independent. So I'm a perpetual traveler. I'm traveling the world while I work. And I really enjoy exploring other cultures and meeting with people and hearing different viewpoints on the world and life. So I'm really glad that I made this choice that I didn't have before when I worked in corporate. I love nature. I love self-reflection and self-awareness and self-discovery. That's what I also do in my business. So that's a little bit intertwined, but that's how I am as a person. as well. What else can I tell you? I enjoy science, love to go to museums, mostly natural history. I read a lot and I listen to podcasts a lot. I like to learn about myself, about life, about people, about why people behave in a certain way and how I can help them in any way I can. Yeah, I love that. And I like the part about the digital lifestyle, being able to go from one place to another. I think that's where, for me especially, I have always advocated for, especially I I should say the last few years, I've advocated for collecting experiences rather than Mm -hmm. collecting things because things fade with time, but your experiences, like when you're building up on them and and learning about new cultures, learning how people live in different places in the world, how they view things differently from us, you know, maybe they have some similarities, but maybe they have some different viewpoints. So I really like that you do that. How long have you been traveling around? I only started this year with traveling. I've planned it for a long time and I saved up money to be able to do that eventually and it came earlier than I expected it to be but yeah now I'm doing it since basically late December last year. Wow lovely 
Um, one question we had talked way before when we were talking about having you on the show. And one of the things that you had said to me, which I thought was a fascinating thing, and I wanted to just touch back on it really quick. You had said that you were still looking for your forever home. So is yes. that in the pursuit of what you're doing now? Is that looking for your forever home? Or is this something that you've already done? And now you have like a base where you're now traveling from? Yeah, I'm still looking for the forever home. I haven't seen the world yet, uh, just tiny parts of it. And I want to explore much more of it to be able to make a, an educated decision. I've been to places that I really like, and I'm going back to, to Montenegro, for example, where I stayed, I think, when we connected first, because I really liked it there so much. So I'm going back right away before exploring other places. But I, I have a long list that I want to see first before I make a decision because I, I can't possibly know uh, how it feels to live in a country. I can do my research about it. I can talk to people that live there, but I need to be able to experience it for myself to to make a decision and, and say, well, this feels right for me to, to stay for a long term. Mm-hmm. And also my plan is to have several bases so I can switch around because I also like to to have different environments, although I, I'm also very comfortable with stability. So I have to, to find a balance between these uh, things, which is um, sometimes a struggle as well, but yeah, I'm managing it. Yeah, I can speak from experience knowing that what you said landed well with me because when my husband and I first started living, we were sort of living like a kind of digital lifestyle, but we would spend a few months at a time in different locations. And now we're in Florida. We've been here the longest, a little over a year. But when we first started really moving around a lot, which started back during the pandemic when it first began, we said, we're not going to allow that to stop us because we've been planning for it. And so that was in itself, you know, getting to learn, it was like a lot of growing pains because there's the Mm -hmm. winding down to get ready for the next move. Then you have to like wind back up again to when you, once you get settled to get like back into the, to the swing of things and get back into momentum. And what I found for me, especially trying to build my business is that I felt a little bit of disconnect, you know, finding that it was really taking a lot of my energy away from being able to focus, but I still absolutely am so happy that we did what we did within three years of just traveling between Canada, Mexico, and the U.S., being able to like see how people live. You know, I grew up in Canada. I'm also a U.S. citizen, so I have dual citizenship, but being in different parts of Canada, a lot of different places, driving about across both countries of Canada and the U.S., and then spending a few months, a couple of winters in a, a row in Mexico really made a difference of just like getting out there and seeing the world. Mm-hmm. So I, I love your, I love your idea of looking for your for, forever home and not like limiting yourself to just a few experiences, but allowing yourself to go out there and really see the world. And I think that's phenomenal that you actually planned for it. So that's great. So thank you for sharing that. So now I want to talk to you about your business. I really am interested especially originally about what drew you to specialize in supporting entrepreneurs and business owners with sensitive qualities? Yes. Okay. So I have to start a little bit with my background. Just 
tiny bit. So I've worked in sales and marketing and as a web designer and web developer, and then ultimately as a UX designer and consultant. And I've had a side hustle since 2010. And at some point when I worked for corporate recently, I realized that I am a highly sensitive person. There were a couple of things that happened to me where made me self-reflect and research and find out what is this that's happening to me. And that's why when I became aware of being a highly sensitive person. And with that uh, realization, I also saw that the corporate environment is not suitable for me anymore. It is not made for, for people with high perception, with high sensory intelligence. It's made for, for people that are mostly extroverted and are hustling and are constantly working and able to be there 24-7. But I need my downtime. I need to recharge. I need to think about what I've just experienced, what I've talked to with my clients. I need to reflect on that. I need to plan my next steps. And that is not possible in a corporate environment. At least it was not in my company. And then I made the decision to take the step for full-time being self-employed. And at first I, I thought I, I would be a web and UX consultant as I was before in my side hustle. And then while I was doing a certification to be an online business consultant, I realized through even more self-awareness and introspection and mindset shift that it is my purpose, <laughs> let's say, in life to guide other highly sensitive entrepreneurs on their journey uh, and tell them what I experienced when I started my business and what the challenges are and how I overcame them. Because I would have wanted someone on my side to guide me, but there was no one. I learned all the things by myself. And I'm now happy that I have the opportunity to help other people like me guide them on their path and align their business so it works for them instead of against them. Yeah, I absolutely love that too. Taking what you've experienced, what you've learned, and actually recognizing you you really had that awareness. You know, a lot of people don't necessarily out of the gate have that awareness to actually start looking like, okay, things are happening. Why are they happening? How can I find out why and what's going on and why? And what can I do about it? I think for you to have right away re recognize that that's like a high level of awareness that it might take people a longer amount of time to do. I think even for myself, when I first got into, when I first decided to get into entrepreneurship and left my full-time job to still consult for the law firm that I'm still doing that, working with them, supporting them in a supportive role independently as a, my own business. But it took me a long time to get to that place because unlike you, I had been thinking about it for about 10 years. And I stayed in that place where I was stuck mm -hmm. until I finally re recognized that I'm hitting rock bottom. I need to do something about it. So I really applaud you for being able to right away be able to be that much aware to say, okay, I need to see like what is happening to me and recognizing that the the environment that you were in really wasn't supporting you anymore, or maybe never did, but you recognize yeah. that in order for you to be able to have like a fulfilling life, that it was no longer in that role. So I, I truly appreciate 
that you shared that because I think that's really going to land with a lot of people to think, oh, yeah, I, I've been feeling the same way too. And your story is going to be able to help others to come forward and say, okay, maybe this is what I need to do. So, and we're going to talk more because I want to ask you this next question, which is really going to, I think, help, especially for someone who's listening based on what you've just shared on your own story. Maybe this will help them to say, okay, I hear you. I get what you're saying, but how do I know? So, which leads me to this question. For those unfamiliar, what are some key traits that define a sensitive entrepreneur? Wonderful question. Thank you for asking that. So, let's start with some general information about being highly sensitive and what that means. So, a highly sensitive person is someone with a naturally occurring personality trait that is found in 15 to 20% of the population. And it's characterized by a deep processing of emotion, sensory details and experiences, and heightened empathy and increased awareness of environmental subtlety. This personality trait is also known as HSP, which is the abbreviation for highly sensitive person, also known as sensory processing sensitivity or high sensory intelligence or being high sensory aware or perceptive. So there are different terms that are floating around in the universe to describe this personality trait. And when you're an HSP, a highly sensitive person, your nervous system is more sensitive to stimuli, which makes you more observant and aware of your environment. And this can be deeply processing information, but also being overwhelmed by too much information that you're taking in, for example, noises or crowded environments as well. Highly sensitive people also have a strong emotional response to certain situations. Um, sometimes they cannot distinguish whether the emotions they are feeling are their own or the, the emotions of the other people in the room or in their mere environment. And uh, they are also more sensitive, as I said, to physical triggers like light, noise, but also scratchy fabric, for example. If you have a tag on your shirt, and it, it just irritates. You need to cut it out. And again, also, they tend to notice much more details and nuances um, that others may notice in, in their environment. And to translate this into a business environment, highly sensitive business owners um, might have uh, a top priority for themselves to align their business with their values and their needs, as I explained, what I help my clients with. Or they pick up on the sincerity behind their client answers to their questions or their expectations in business interaction. Um, they also might to, uh, need to review their, their work several times before they can say, yes, I'm, I'm okay with this getting out into the world. They make sure to not make any mistakes. And they also need a lot of downtime to recharge and reflect because most of the highly sensitive people are very reflective and introspective, not necessarily introverted. A lot of them are, but they're also 20 to 30% extroverts. Um, but introspection and thinking about actions, experiences, and what we can learn from it, that's a big part of our inner world as well. Wow. Yeah. I'm so much that I'm learning from you today. I really, really love that. I love to learn too. That's something we have in common. So I was really super excited to have you on today, especially because of what you're bringing to the table around 
sensitivity. And I didn't even recognize what you have been sharing so far is really something that I feel like maybe even it might even be something that I could look at myself and think, okay, how do I fall into this, maybe this kind of like definition of myself? Not necessarily that it's defining Mm -hmm. of who I am, but I do, do know that I'm very highly sensitive and what does that mean to me? So what you've done is you've opened up my my eyes to think, okay, my mind to think, okay, I need to maybe look at this a little closer because it's, as I said, it's very fascinating. So thank you so much. So I want to ask you, in your opinion, what are some of the biggest challenges someone who's in business, especially they face and how do you help them overcome those? Yeah, another good question. So what I've experienced, and I deeply believe because I experience it in myself and also in my clients, is that uh, three areas are most important to look at and to master as a sensitive entrepreneur. And the first one for me is personal energy management or looking at your energy levels. That is, how energized am I throughout the day? Our energy levels fluctuate every day even every week or every month. Some people might be sensitive to the moon cycle or something else happening in their environments. So figuring out when am I energized to work, when I'm most productive, or when do I need downtime? Is that in the mornings? Is that during afternoons? Am I most productive in the evenings? Figuring this out is very helpful to then also evaluate what tasks energize me and what tasks deplete me and drain me. Can I put my tasks that I that energize me in in to the time slot that is most energizing for me? So combine those high energy time slots and high energy tasks to optimize your output. And then when during the time when you're most down and need to recharge, then take the time to recharge. To actually look at these things and figuring out for yourself uh, and don't listen to anyone else. You know your body and your mind and, and your soul best uh, to evaluate what works for you and how it best supports your business in that area. Next topic would be around mindset and limiting beliefs and conditioning that we have picked up during our lifetime. And even if we've already worked on that, there are still some levels. Uh, stuck in our energy body that I can help you release with energy clearing methods. And once you release those limiting beliefs and the the mindset that you had and switch it around to be more confident, to be more optimistic, to don't care what other people think about you, to be open to be visible to others and to talk about what is important to you rather than Stepping back and and thinking, oh, I'm not sure if I should say that out in the open. <laughs> if you shift those those beliefs in this mindset, you have a, a different outlook on on yourself and your business and life. And you might discover that you want to do something else with your life than you thought before. That's what happened to me. I I thought I would be a consultant for, for UX and and web design uh, for the for the rest of my not for the rest of my life maybe but for the next couple of years but now um, I'm guiding highly sensitive uh, business owners so something like that can happen and that that is more aligned 
with yourself and and what it meant to be your purpose here. And the third topic would be what I've touched upon a little bit earlier as well, is clarity around yourself, self-awareness, self-care, and also clarity around your clients and around the market space that you're in. Figuring out who I am, what I want, what is my mission, what is my vision, even if it sounds cliche, but it's very important. If you don't know your why, why you're getting up in the morning and why you want to help other people, then you're not motivated to do it at all. And, and you're getting drained and you're getting fatigued and you will be getting burnout at some point because you're not not in it with your heart. And that is very important. And again, to know what your clients need. That comes from my background in UX, user experience design. I love to do research around user needs. That was my job back then. And I still like to do research around what my clients need. And that is as easy as just listening to them, talking to you and asking them questions. What do you need? Sometimes very direct. What do you need from me? What can I give to you? Um, I think that's the most important. And I can help you with all of these. And I even have some foundations around marketing and evergreen content strategies and operations and financials. But I don't think that these are the most important things to start and run your business in a sustainable way that aligns with your personality and what you need for yourself. Take care of you and your business. Yeah. Oh, I love that. You touched on three areas I think are really important. One of the things you talked about was the energy thing. And I think that it just brings me back to really everything is about time management and everything because how you manage your time is, is going to help you with how you manage your energy. And it reminded me of a book by Daniel H. Pink called When the Scientific Secrets of Perfect Timing. And it, it talks about knowing when is your energy, like when is your best time? Some people are better equipped, uh, more energy when they work in the morning, where some people, their energy is better when they work later in the day. It's just depending on whether you're an early bird, we talk about being the early bird or the night owl. Uh, I know mm -hmm. some coaches, they do work into the night. They have clients that are around the world that they provide them services into the evening. So they have like they understand their energy. And I think that's so important, like you said. And then, of course, the whole mindset thing, how we think about ourselves, our limiting beliefs. If we don't, if those things come back, like you found, as I said, I found it very intuitive that you were able to become that aware of of your own sensitivity to things and recognizing where you're at in your life. You needed to make some changes. But there are people that will continue on and not have that clarity um to do that and so their old limiting beliefs are influencing them so i really like the i love how you dive into that too because there's a lot of stuff from our past that even though we may not think that they're influencing us in some mm -hmm. way or shape or form they are and so i really do appreciate what you've shared on that because i think it's really important i want to ask you this question because i want for someone to really be able to now they understand that maybe they fall under this sense this being a highly sensitive entrepreneur or a highly sensitive person let's just say that and mm -hmm. especially if they're in business how can they this person who's now becoming more aware of this like this is maybe where they fall 
how can they set up an environment and op- an operation that enables them to thrive? Yeah. Okay. Another good question that I'm happy to give some ideas around. So <clears throat> there are several layers to this one. So of course, we can start with a physical environment, which means having a calm and supporting home office, for example, if you like to work in a home office. Again, it comes back to what do I need? What does support me in my working environment? So if you thrive in Starbucks, in a cafe or somewhere, then please go ahead and do that. It's not for me. I need a very quiet environment. I have noise-canceling headphones, for example, to block out the noise because I'm very sensitive to noises. Any noise, adjust the lighting. I also have sometimes, it depends on the day, sometimes I need to turn down the lights because they're just too bright on me for that day. If you have these adjustable environments, like light, noise, if you have and if you love plants, put in some plants. Or if you can sit next to a window where you can look out in nature, do that. Or paint your office in a color that is soothing for you. But again, that's all very, very subjective. That comes down to what is working for you. But look at your environment. Have you got a space, but there's no door and everyone comes running in all the time and disturbs you? If you need undisturbed time, tell the the people around you, your family, whoever is around you, please do not disturb me from one to five or whenever you're working. (laughs) So also setting, which comes into my next level of environment, setting boundaries. So social environment, setting boundaries with others, telling them I'm working now, please do not disturb me unless a fire has happened around us and tell them why it is important that you are not disturbed because otherwise they won't understand, especially if you have children. And again, your inner environment as well. Be ready for your work. I have like a self-care routine in, in the mornings and in the evenings before I start to work and after I stop working and then before I go to bed. Get yourself in the right mind space to be able to work. When you're working on certain tasks that are more challenging, then maybe do a meditation that energizes you towards that or do a visualization that helps you to step into the the role that you're about to take in the next project that you're tackling. And I also schedule a lot of downtime and, and me time in between my appointments and my tasks that I'm working on. That is very important as well, if that is something that you need. It also always comes back to what do you need and how can you adjust your several environments, if it's physical, social, or your inner environment to support that. Yeah, I love what you shared. I think that's great. It really does come down to that question, like, what do you need? I think a lot of the time people are afraid to ask that question because they think they're being selfish. Again, because self-care, I think it is part of self-care. But they think mm-hmm. self-care, if they put themselves first, that it's being selfish. But it's really being selfish not to put yourself first, I would think, because then you're not showing up as the best version of yourself if you're not feeling good, if you're not feeling good about what you're doing, if you're not feeling good about your life, if you're not feeling good about your environment, if you feel like people, like you were saying, are coming in and interrupting you all the time and you don't speak up about it, and that leads to resentment and maybe you lash out and the 
person comes in at the wrong time and you just happen to have an, a, an outburst. And, and so it's, again, it's not a selfish act to do. It's really, it's taking care of you the best you can so that you are aware of the, your needs. What will make your day go a lot better? How can you find ways to support yourself? And it's not about being like you were saying, when you ask someone to not interrupt you, it's not because you're being unapproachable. You're just saying, I just need this time so that I can be very focused, uninterrupted on what I'm working on because it's important. It doesn't mean they're not important. And again, if you have small kids, yeah. it could be a challenge, but maybe you have someone in your life that can help you with that. Again, asking for help to me is one of it's one of my core pillars around self-care and it's getting that help when you need it. So maybe it has to do with having someone being in your home with you to help you. I do know some coaches who do that where because their partner is not home to assist them. So they will hire someone to come in to sit with their children while they work so that their children are entertained and so they get their work done uninterrupted. So I really love that. I want to talk to you just one last question about looking back and looking forward. If, as you've reflected on your year, as you reflect back over the, the last year, is there anything that you do differently or change if you could go back? And then looking ahead, what do you have that's coming up that you're most excited about? I know that you're traveling, but are there any big goals that you're excited about to accomplish over this next phase of your life? Yeah. Okay. So looking back is that I've done a few things that I've never thought that I would do this past year, which is being more visible, which means to me, actually posting something on social media. Social media for me is LinkedIn, because I think that's uh, a platform that is more suitable for highly sensitive uh, people. Um, and I never thought that I would come to a point where I would be comfortable with doing this on a regular basis. And I've been doing it for, for over six months now. And also networking with other people, especially if they are not highly sensitive. I feel very comfortable by now to open up to other highly sensitive people because I know they understand and they do not judge and they are completely supportive and understanding because that's how we are, especially in a group. But being on networking events with other people that are not highly sensitive and that are mostly also extroverted, I'm an introvert, <laughs> that was at first, I thought, like, oh, my God, I'm never going to be on camera and I'm never going to be talking to someone. I'm just listening and see what's happening. And then I started to open up again and feel the community that is there and how supportive other people can be as well if, if they have the right intentions. And I intuitively selected the groups, I guess, that are most supportive for my needs. And now I have business friends that support me we support each other we give each other feedback on our services on our ideas and we buy each other's products to support each other and that's a, a thing that i've never thought would happen at least not in this short amount of, of time and looking towards the future i hope i can help as much highly sensitive people as i can with my experiences and with my journey and since I know that I've started out with coaching as well, with one-on-one -on -one coaching, and then slowly 
made my way to group coaching, I want to do the same. So I'm currently offering one-on-one coaching programs, but my vision is to bring my clients together so they can support each other and they get to know the same feeling that I've experienced, the feeling of community with other people that work in the same way. So that's my vision for the next couple of years too. I'm not sure if I'm creating a community by myself, but a network, I would say, of of business owners that can rely on each other, can support each other and grow from each other. That is what I'm trying to do. I love that. And I'm right there with you because I absolutely love group coaching, the experience of it. I've been coached one-on-one. I have been in group coaching and my favorite has been in the group coaching because of that community, because of that camaraderie, because we get, we find that there's other people like us that have had similar experiences like us. And so we don't feel alone going through this, whatever the coaching program is, and we can do it together and support each other. So, and I really love the fact that you're going to be doing that for coaches or for business people, I should say, who are highly sensitive and can actually find each other and being able to support each other and say, oh, being able to say, there's nothing wrong with me. It's just, I process things, life a little different than other people. And having this community is helping me to feel not so alone in the process. So I am so happy that you were here. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing what you do. Your passion, I I love it. I think it's inspirational. I've learned a lot and, and I'm really grateful that you're doing this work. Yeah, thank you again, Leslie, for having me here. It was great to talk to you about my business and how we as highly sensitive people look at the world. Yeah, I appreciate it so much. And for our listeners, I hope Christina's story motivates you to build your business with authenticity. And especially if you find that maybe something has resonated with you, you might think that you have that highly sensitive nature. Don't be afraid to explore that more and find your community to support you. Be sure to check the show notes for all of her contact information if you want to further explore sensitivity-aware business strategies. Her expertise may be just what you need to help you find alignment on your own terms. I wish you all continued growth and fulfillment. And until next time, keep believing in your vision, listening to your whole self, and keep designing your extraordinary life one day at a time. Thank you for joining me on Her Extraordinary Life by Design. I hope you've been inspired and empowered by the incredible stories shared on this show. If you enjoyed this episode and the conversations we've had, I would greatly appreciate if you could take a moment to leave a review. Your feedback and support mean the world to me, and it will help others discover the podcast and join our empowering community. Remember to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Together, we can continue to learn from these amazing women, uncover their extraordinary journeys, and be motivated to create our own lives by design. Thank you again for tuning in. Until next time, stay empowered and keep shaping your extraordinary life one day at a time. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with ElectroCast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of ElectroCast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join ElectroCast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. 
With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to electrocast.com and join our community today. Electrocast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid. Electric acid.